0: Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. It's Theme Thursday and we're taking a look at the Lord's Prayer. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. With these joyous words, we often conclude the prayer that Jesus taught us. But if you look in Matthew chapter 6 and in Luke chapter 11, where the Lord's prayer is recorded, you won't find these words. You may even find a footnote in your Bible that mentions that they don't appear in the oldest Greek manuscripts of these texts. So what's going on, and how did they get here? It was a familiar practice to include words similar to these that are called doxologies with prayers. A doxology is an expression of praise to God. The word doxology itself comes from the Greek doxa, which means glory and splendor, and logos, which means word or speak. And if you look carefully, you may notice how often they're used in the Old Testament. For example, King David used words very similar to the ones that we use to close the Lord's prayer in 1 Chronicles. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly and said, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. It became common to speak or even sing these words with prayers and worship. And that's likely how this practice came about with the Lord's Prayer. It shows up in Christian writings from the early centuries of the church. And it became so familiar that it even managed to show up in the text itself of English translations of the Bible, like Tyndale's New Testament from 1534 and the King James Version from 1611. But what does this mean for us today? Well, If you have family or friends who are Roman Catholic, you may notice that they close the Lord's Prayer with the Seventh Petition, but deliver us from evil, and that is in keeping with how it is recorded in Matthew. So, is it wrong to add the words, For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever? It would certainly be a problem if these words contradicted what our Savior taught, However, they merely repeat the same praise of God that is said and sung in a variety of other parts of the Bible, in both the Old and New Testament. In addition, words like these are not only spoken in praise of God on earth, but also in heaven. In Revelation, the angels that surround God's throne sing, Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So with these words... We acknowledge that our God is King, the one before whom we come with our prayer, and we rejoice that He alone, now and from all eternity, deserves glory and honor for all that He has done for us. The closing word, Amen, means, it shall be so. God has the power not only to hear our prayers, but to grant what we request. And since Jesus Himself has invited and taught us to pray in this manner, you can do so in full confidence as paul says in ephesians to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in him to him be glory in the church and in christ jesus through all generations forever and ever amen let us pray thank you dear father that we may come before you with all boldness and confidence and ask you as a dear child asks their dear father. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.